Uh, g'day guys, it's Nick here. I'm here with uh, Daniel. Um, we're in the studio of Dice Jar. Um, yeah, really. we're here to bring you a podcast about flesh and blood. Um, Definitely, really awesome to be here. Lots of exciting, fab things happening over the past few weeks to talk about. Yeah, very exciting things. Um, I think we should start with the the main elephant in the room, the pre-release. The pre-release, yeah. So. Pre-release for me was really exciting. It was our first opportunity to open. So let's start off by explaining the pre-release weekend. Right. So we had a pre-release weekend just gone. Um, starts out with uh, you get six packs. And Everyone gets six packs. Yep. Two, two promos. promos. And you get to build a deck out of it in yep. 30 minutes. And then you start playing rounds against each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to tell me about you or your packs? Uh, so, yeah, I was really excited for the pre-release because it's going to be our first opportunity to open some first edition Monarch packs. Um, which is really exciting. Um, so we got in there um, and, you know, hoping for some cold foils, hoping for some Majestics. And my pull was actually really strong. So I happened to pull a Runeblade Majestic Weapon, the Reaping Scythe, I believe it's called. Yeah, uh, no, uh, Dread Scythe? Dread Scythe, Dread Scythe, that's it. Um, so it's a, a weapon that attacks for three. It costs three resources, so you pitch a blue for it, and it deals, crucially, one arcane damage every time you swing. Um, so that card was an all-star um, and was a build-around card for me. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any cards that you had uh, in your pre-release? So I sat across from exciting? you as we were opening these packs, and I didn't really pull anything too great. I did pull... I think mm-hmm. I did pull a Majestic. I can't remember what it was right now. It wasn't great. It was not great. It was not good? Oh, it was no. not a good Majestic. Ah, uh, uh, it was... Rouse the Ancients, the the one with oh, the real yeah, yeah, yeah. thirteen okay. power yeah. to get just just unplayable and unplayable sealed, sealed unfortunately. Um, I play Prism. I chose Prism. Uh, I thought it would just be an easy deck to mm. smash together. Don't really a lot of thinking. So Prism's one of the most hyped heroes coming out of Monarch because she's brand new. What did you think about her? Did she feel really different? God, oh, she was hard to play at first. Just, just like hard figuring to play. out. Yeah, yeah um, just being instantly blocked by sixes and then losing it really really yeah. really made it rough early yeah um the only good matchups i had was against other prisms where you couldn't block anyway so it didn't, like, <laughs> you couldn't insta kill their thing anyway yes yeah, so and, and then it just ended up being like a skill game where someone like me against someone the new players yeah. that were here on that night yeah i mean i just got the slide advantage yeah. i needed I, um yeah i came into the into the pre-release with quite a competitive mindset i wanted to take away those mats yeah because they're really beautiful um, and have them for myself. So I wanted to play a deck that would win. And for me, um, we know now with hindsight that Prism is doing really well in pre-release events. But at the time, I just thought, this class is too new, too complicated. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Just I'm going to I'm gonna either do a, a big stompy deck or an aggro deck just so I can play it consistently. So Chain kind of was really useful because with the Arcane Weapon, I can have a late game with the swinging and then also be really aggressive. Yeah. Um, I looked at my warrior pull as well. It's just like a good mid-range deck, but the cards just weren't quite there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Prism's really cool, but I just didn't quite have the confidence to play her straight off the bat. Now, looking back at it, I'm pretty sure in my pull, I had like three seeds of agony and I really probably, (laughs) really should have played... Really should have played Kane at that point because it's yeah. just... So, uh, Seeds of Agony, if you don't know, is a, a zero-cost uh, Shadow Runeblade action that you can play from your Banish Zone. It gives your next um, attack action card that costs two or less for the red version. 
um, plus one arcane damage when you attack with it. Yeah. So you basically, how the way chain works is that when you create a bunch of soul shackle tokens, you're banishing more cards from your deck. So towards the late early game, you're pitching these seeds. So in the late game, you can have a turn where you can deal two, three arcane damage with your seeds late game after yeah, you yeah. banish them all. And it's really powerful finisher. Like it's yeah. very difficult to block in this set. So yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, I did get two legendaries from that weekend though. Two legendaries. Two legendaries. Wow, yeah. bringing it home. Vestige of Soul, very nice, and yep. uh, Doomsday. Nice. Unfortunately, I didn't end up pulling them, but I had a couple of friends that came down that play the game, but weren't too overly invested in it. Yep. And I offered to pay for the entries, and they could play, and whatever prizes and promos they won, they could keep, and. Yep, yep. I just wonder what was in the get, packs. Get, gets more people playing, eh? Yeah. And um, just excited people, about the people game. in here and playing, which is yeah. I think really important. Gives, gives people a chance to play when otherwise they might yeah. not have. So it was just really cool. And we did um, we did figure out the event. It was a, a 34, 34? 32. 32. 30, person event. Um, which yeah, it ran really smoothly. It was a great event. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people here are new faces, old faces. Recurring yeah, faces. Lots of returning players yeah. from people that have played throughout Arcane Rising but were a little bit too busy once crew had dropped yeah. to, to get back into the game and now getting back into it yeah. with Monarch. So it's really exciting. Really, really amazing set. It's totally blown me away, yeah. to be honest. Uh, what about Saturday? So we had one on Friday night. How was, how was your Saturday one, do you reckon? Yeah, well, so on Friday night, I actually won the event. So I was feeling pretty good about my pre-release skills coming into into the Saturday um, which didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my pull on the Saturday was um, quite average. I ended up building a Levia deck. I had 13 6-plus attacks, um, so I thought I could make it work with some stompy cards. I didn't have any Majestics in my deck, nothing fancy. Yeah. Um, but basically what I found was that I didn't have enough ways to banish cards, so I either had to play it like Bad Brute with only a 3-attack three, three club, or die to my own blood deck because yeah. I had not enough cards that banished, even though I did have a few six pluses. Yeah. So the deck was really awkward. I ended up 2-2 with a buy. So not great. How'd you go? Uh, I pulled uh, the Shadow Room Blades Hooves. The, or was it the oh, Shadow yeah. Brew? I pulled that as my cold foil, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I um, also got a cold foil, time you, skippers. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure you really pulled pretty. you pulled three time skippers that day, yes, right? Yes. Got a cold foil time skippers and two regular time skippers. I got like one for every slot and then a couple extras that I didn't need. That's nice. But yeah. that definitely did help on my yeah. Friday run was just having iron hides yeah. all over. And equipment so strong and sealed, just yeah. being able to block with because none of your cards block for three, so <laughs> I picked. Uh, so I picked Prism again because at that point I was already like, oh, my weekend's good. I've already like got two legendaries. Yeah, I'm yeah. not really here for you know to make anyone's experience any worse and more or less let people beat over, uh, win. And I was like, I'll play Prism again. I want to get to know the class a bit more. Yep. First round, Olivia. Oh my god. So did you play Liam? No, I played um, Ryan, and he had oh, Olivia, cool. and he he had like enough uh, banishing going on that he didn't actually have to worry about his blood debt. I was one two oh, away wow. from him dying to his own blood debt, though, if he yeah. wasn't able to banish anything. But I like I can't really attack because he just throws a six down and it yeah, just yeah. dies. Yeah, that I f I figured that was the issue with with Prism is that 
she does seem really strong because yeah. a lot of people aren't playing Livia and yeah. Sealed. Well, she, she but, beats well, she beats Kane. Like she doesn't guarantee beat Kane, but she has a bit of time yeah. against Kane because Kane doesn't have higher attacks. Yeah, she has a good time against Prism because yeah, not enough or it doesn't. They don't work against each other, so they just yeah. go through or they yeah. full block. Uh, she has a good time against Bolton because he also doesn't have many six plus attacks except for generics that you yeah, can get. Yeah. She just but he has. She has a terrible, terrible time against Livia just because yeah, yeah. everything she has is she just gets single six card plus. blocked yeah. every single turn. So yeah, yeah, it's really hard think, to play match. I think I f- the chain matchup if you get the Dread Scythe is quite favored chain. Yeah, because you can pop the tokens just with the arcane damage. Yeah, um, but that deck is pretty bad if your opponent just blocks you out a hundred percent of the time and you can never get damage through. So yeah. Yeah, definitely a really cool with um, weekend with some of the biggest events in Dunedin. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's up there. Friday night up there with the, our biggest events that we've had yeah, down yeah. here. Um, I mean, hopefully, like it's um, rejuvenized uh, people's passion into playing this game. Yeah, and that they're able to make time aside to come back in. Um, I know there was a few people that were like, "Oh, yeah, no, I've got free time now." And, mm-hmm. So hopefully I'll see them again yes. um, over yeah. the next couple of weeks. Definitely. Some people are really excited to get back into yeah. it and, and play some more games of yeah. in the flesh and blood, yeah. <laughs> as they say. Speaking of the flesh and blood, it's, um, you know what? We, we haven't explained ourselves very yeah. well. Um, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? What are we so, doing here? Ideally, this is a podcast where we want to, you know, talk about the game, talk about fun moments from the yeah. week. Uh, we want to crack pets eventually. We'll have a camera to like come down. Yeah. We'll crack packs together. Um, and, and have guests as we well. We want to have guests to have a good time, talk to people, some interesting faces from the community that um, yeah. we're in contact with. Um, we just, you know. Got, got lots of plans. This is going to be coming out weekly. Yeah. We're not sure of a name yet. We'll be getting to that a bit later. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so this is really exciting. Um, so for people that aren't familiar, would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself, Nick? So I think... Yeah, I'll start with myself. Uh, so, oh, I mean, you were you were one of the first people yeah, to get I'm, into I'm Fish and Blood. I would say very much. I am the first person in Dunedin to buy Flesh and Blood yeah. and play it. Um, so you saw it on Mighty Eight, right? Yeah, yeah. So back in 2019, just uh, end of September, start of October, I actually. Uh, Brought some Indomie cup noodles from uh, <laughs> from Mining Ape because you know a, you buy humble, you buy, humble origin story. Yeah, I buy I buy you know bulk packets so that I can just chuck them in my locker at work and yeah. then I can just grab them out whenever. But anyway, this uh, this package comes down and it comes with a mailer for Mining Ape. I know I had one before, but anyway, I'm just scrolling through it because I've got nothing better to do with my day and um, I get halfway through it and then there's just a page of. Uh, welcome to Rafe and a bunch of these hero starter decks and I was like you know what I haven't played TCG in a long time like at that point it'd been like four or five years since I last played yeah. a TCG so you used to play Yu-Gi-Oh right yeah yeah so I I started with Yu-Gi-Oh back in oh I don't know 2009 2010 yeah, yeah. and I played that all the way up to like probably 2015 I think is when yeah, I dropped yeah. um it was just after they sort of dropped Pendulums. It was like a, a seat or two until after yep. Pendulums. I sort of just uh, felt the game wasn't what it was and uh, it was sort yep. of taking up other aspects of my life that I wasn't proud yeah, of. Yeah. And you know, I just was like, I need to drop it. And I cold turkeyed out and hadn't touched a TCG until then. Yep. I saw that in the mailer and then I saw that it was like coming out the next week or the week after. And I was like, you know what? We're going to do this. going to start and it. 
What caught your eye? Just... Brought one of each of the starter decks straight off the bat. Yeah. Um, brought a whole booster box, uh, which I thought was big money at that time because it was like yeah, a, yeah. It was a good like two hundred and something dollars there, and then. Uh, it arrives and I open up and I'm like, oh, these decks are cool. You know, this is interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. liking the artwork. I'm liking the way it feels. And I crack my packs and I think in that box I ever pulled, I think it was a Mask of Momentum was in the oh, very nice. first box. And I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Keep in mind, guys, this was, this was 2019. Um, this mask on, was worth. Yeah, early 2020. So these are all cold foil cards yeah. we're talking about. Now, this mask at that time, I believe, was worth like 120 much. Yeah, Many yeah. people didn't think it was worth much more. I don't know. No, no, and, no one believed in the game yeah. really at that time. It yeah. was a, which is fair enough. Yeah, it was it was brand new, hot off the shelves. I hadn't heard about it at this yeah. point. Um. So yeah. Anyway, like over the next couple of weeks, I buy buy more boxes. Like I buy, I, I ended up buying like a box or two a week, and then yep. like my next box, I pulled a tunic, and then the next box after, I pulled um another mask, and then I pulled a scab skins, and then so I pulled another tunic. Boxes. And then like like once I started getting double up all these legendaries, I started selling them. To buy more boxes and i just kept yeah. doing this until it progressed and yeah um i think it was like a couple weeks into october and um i knew that um flesh and blood had, or uh, lecs had sent out um mailers uh, like appreciation kits yeah the oh, retailer re- appreciation uh, kits. so the retail get gift yeah. kit with the uh with no, the so before book. the before that, oh, okay. they got a pre one um, with just small stuff in it because they didn't want to like fully composite. it. So is this like um, it's just a bunch IRA of decks and stuff. A couple of IRA decks and just a bunch of promotional stuff. Okay, and this got sent to like Megazone and Steel Gaming at the time, and um, which were the the two yeah. current so, stores. In so Megazone is still around, and Steel, Steel Gaming, Gaming was no run by um, uh, Steven, Mr. Steven Steel. Mr. Steven Steel, who's a very special member of the community. Yeah, I'm um, sure some of those people will know that name. Yeah. Definitely. But anyway, so I go around to these stores because I, I see they get them, and I see if they want to uh, like try get a community yep. to play this game. And at the time, both of these stores were like, "This is an untested game. Um, it yeah, could be yeah. like any other car game and die for the next set. We don't really want to like support it and put money into it if we can't like you know sustain it or if it's yeah. not going to make a progress." A bit of a, a bit of a leap of faith for a yeah. lot of the stores, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which is like to me, you know, it made sense. Um, I wouldn't put my values and well, all my eggs into a basket if I didn't think it was worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so a couple of weeks pass, and um, you know, I'm still like I go on. Oh, I go in on a Friday to meet another friend who I'd convinced to um, buy buy Hero Deck and play, and yeah. uh, we go on to meet in at Stephen Steel uh, uh, Storm Steel Gaming, and um, yep, obviously Stephen would have seen it. Uh, Stephen was there. Uh, he didn't have any on the shelf, and he like he asked why I came in because he he knew this was the only thing I came in for. And I was like, you know, I'm meeting someone here, and we're gonna play a couple games at the table. And uh, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, that's cool, it's cool, it's cool. And I was like, I'd be interested in teaching you if you want. And he's like, ah, oh, not yet, you're not yet, you know, maybe in a couple of days. And um, so anyway, I'm there for like an hour and a half, and this guy hasn't shown up. He suddenly like had plans, and he can't come in <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah. But it's it's Friday day. Hold a, hold a sword um, on you. <laughs> Slowly as the day crows on, the the, the the MTG guys start coming in and, you know, they've got nothing to do until their draft kicks off and it's not quite there yet. Um, so you teach a few of them? To I teach a few of them and then Stephen, like, watches me play this game with, like, two of them mm-hmm. and, like, teach them and play it and he comes over and he's like, this is actually pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I go... These are these are spear hero decks. Like at that point, I had uh, two sets of hero decks, and I was like, "These are yeah. spear hero decks." I was like, "I'm more than happy to leave them here yeah. if you want to like try and teach people. Like I'm happy to teach you, and then you can go mm. around and teach other people's." And he was pretty keen on that, so I taught him to play at that. And then yeah. uh, he asked me if I 
played any other TCGs. And I was like, you know, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh. I haven't played any other. And like, um, none of them really fit me. And he's yeah, like, yeah. do you want to... I, like, I sat with him that night and uh, whether they did their... Um, the draft. The yeah. draft. And, yeah. you know, experienced their game. It wasn't really my thing. So, yeah, you yeah. know, it is what it is. But anyway, so... You know, I go home. Um, you know, no one really is playing it. Um, yep. The guy that wanted to play it came in and played. We played, like, two games and then... Um, yeah, he basically said he was uh, off to England like in the next couple of weeks, oh, and he wow. probably wasn't playing again. At that point, I was just like, "Oh well, gutted." You know, it's me. Yeah, but yeah, Stephen did pick up the game. Didn't yeah, he? yeah. So while I was away for a couple of weeks, uh, Stephen had suddenly just realized this is a game. This yeah. is actually a game, and yeah. he just started picking it up and putting it on the shelves. And yeah, so yeah, and this is kind of where I come in. Yeah, this is this is where your story starts. So um, at the time, I was playing a lot of Warhammer. I, I am an ex-Magic player, but I hadn't been playing Magic in a few years. Um, same story with you. I just wasn't happy with where the game was going. Yeah. Um, so I stopped playing, and I need, need a new hobby, so I picked up Warhammer. And through that, I met Fraser, uh, who's a good mate of mine. He ran the... Um, he was the manager for Warhammer Dunedin down here. Yeah. Um, and anyway, he would play D&D at um, Steel Gaming. So I ended up joining. Um, so I played D&D there on Wednesday nights. Um, and one night there, I was, I was talking to Stephen because I talked to him back when I played Magic. And in, he introduced me to Flesh and Blood. He was like, here, have a look at this. And he showed me the cold foils and, and, the, um, and the rainbow foils. And the cards were really high quality. They looked amazing. So I impulse bought a box of Wraith Alpha at the time. And this was big money for me because... Um, I was a student at the time, so 120 bucks, yeah, quite a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, it's not like uh, to buy a booster box like in the early game is pretty, pretty, pretty daring. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so me and Fraser ended up both buying a box because we decided to get into it together. And in my box, I pulled a Heart of Fiendal. So Cold foil, Heart of Heart Fiendal. Of Fiendal um, at the time, it was like very new. The card had only really just been discovered, so it was really exciting. And Fraser pulled a tunic. So these were basically god boxes. Who yeah. knows if they came from the same case or not. Yeah. But anyway, that got me hooked on the game. Because um, uh, basically I just pulled an amazing card. Um, and I'd sold it to Stephen for $800 store credit at the time. Um, which nowadays, that sounds awful. But I have no regrets. Because that let me buy more boxes. Yeah. Got into the game. Got my legendaries. Um and on a relative budget too, because I at that time I'd only really put in a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. So I picked up Warrior. Um, yeah, and just had a blast. Events started kick firing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was just really enjoying the game. And in in the end, it actually um, started taking more of a priority than Warhammer, because I was really enjoying this and I was actually winning events. So, um, I was actually doing well. So, I really yeah. I really liked it. Um. And we're coming through to Arcane Rising's release, uh, where a big thing happened. <laughs> uh, the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, the end of the world. Um, uh, COVID hit, hit New Zealand, and we're just before yeah. Arcane Rising release, and we we're getting we so were we, getting a few cases a day. We, and we did actually get our Arcane Rising pre-release um, the 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 weekend before lockdown. Yeah. So. Um, so they pushed yeah. Arcane Rising pre-release and the release to the weekend mm -hmm. before. Yeah, yeah. I, um, 
yeah, funny story at the prelims, I played uh, Ranger. And came yeah. dead last. <laughs> I played Ranger 2 so bad. I was like, ah, yeah, terrible. Didn't know what it was doing. Um, didn't go well. You can make it work, but at the time didn't know how to. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we got our, we, I ordered a case of Arcane Rising, which again was a pretty big investment for me. Um, and that was really cool. Got lots of cards to play with. And then we went into lockdown and shoot, didn't have anyone to play with. So... It was kind of, um, COVID was interesting because it's like a real testing moment for the game. Yeah. In my experience. So it was like, I was kind of thinking, oh God, is the game actually going to keel over? Because you can't play. You yeah. physically cannot play. And if this game is meant to be in the flesh and blood, no one can meet in the flesh and yeah. blood. What's going to go on? I believe, uh, it was probably about the second weekend and the TTS came out, right? Yes. Us. Yes. So, uh, TTS or Tabletop Simulator is a computer program where someone can create cards and you can basically play online. Anyway, this got us through COVID. Yeah. Um, card Merchant paired up. Uh, with, with Matrix Daily. With Matrix yeah. Daily at the time. And ran a charity event, I believe. For, for, for dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. yeah. Name a dolphin or save a dolphin or whatever it was. And this was really cool because yeah. we got to, got to play with people outside of Dunedin for the yeah. first time as well. So we got to play some big names. Um, I played I played Jason Chung. I might have played Markovich. I can't really remember. But yeah, really cool at the time. Because these were names that we'd heard. Yeah, kind of yeah. names of the calling. Yeah. Which had happened before I'd started playing. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool to see what people were doing. And that comparatively, we're actually not too far apart. Uh, school level wise at the time. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. Um, what were your experiences during COVID? Uh, so just before we went into lockdown, like the last week we'd done pre-release, uh, I actually brought four cases. Yeah. I remember watching you stream them. Uh, yeah, I streamed them, opened them. And then, um, Stephen had like pre-bought a lot of stock, but because we're going into lockdown, Mm. he wasn't able to sell it. And I basically said to him, I'd be happy to take it off your hands and open it and like pay you off for it. But at this point I can't pay for it. And he's like... Yeah, you know what? Yeah. And he gives me gives me like three or four cases again, and mm. I end up just cracking them into them and then paying them off for them. Um, yeah. So yeah, steel gaming actually closed. Yeah, sh- so shortly into into. into he took that as covered. the opportune moment to get out while he could mm. because uh, the way MTG would be going, it was making a rough impact for his revenue on yeah. that front, and it was just more sensible to drop out. Yeah, so he's he's he had already announced that he was planning to shut, and then COVID came along, and he decided to. To preempt COVID, basically, yeah. and basically got out at the at the at the opportune time, yeah. and then and then started investing in Fab, yeah. which turned out to be a very wise decision. Yeah, so we came we came out of COVID. So like on the other end of COVID, we came out and uh, yeah. me and me and Stephen started putting in some hard yards and some just buying buying you boxes, a lot. cases, a and lot opening it together. Yeah, um, yeah. Like sometimes we were buying like. 10 cases yeah. plus a week uh just smashing them open mm. uh reselling what we didn't need didn't want and then just buying more with whatever we sold and yeah yeah we basically did this all the way through until um they yeah. started announcing that it was running out and mm. the prices started hiking up yeah yeah and, uh, and around the time the store that we're currently in dice jar games had opened yeah so it was kind of a big push by us yeah um uh, myself, Nick, and Stephen, to get the game really running, yeah, um, running here and at Megazone. So, 
Yeah. Worked quite well, actually. Yeah. Because um, we were just buying cases as they came in. Um, the stores ordered more flesh and blood, and we were able to get people running, um, coming. We had a few learn-to-play events. Yeah, we were, yeah. we had... Um, so we had, I did a learn-to-play with uh, Greg from Dice Jar at... Um, um, what is it? Um, uh, Edge of the World Expo, which is like the Armageddon oh, yeah. we do down here. And I helped him out with that. And then we did another one, uh, I think me and you did for a whole day um, here in his store yeah. itself. Uh, yeah, and we've had had a few people. We had like are, eight eight people come through yeah. that day that we taught. Um, and a few of them are still long-time oh, yes. flesh and blood players I think like now. only one or two of them I, don't, I haven't yeah. seen play here yeah. in a while. I think we have a 75% yeah. conversion rate or something. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Full on playing flesh and blood. And saying that we need to do another one at some other point. So mm. now um, that we have blitz decks again, it's definitely yeah. on the list to do. Yeah. Because um, yeah, now that there are blitz decks, we can get people yeah. to play. Say, hey, you can get sleeves and, and a deck, and we can teach you how to play. That's that part's for free. Yeah. Yeah, and get more people into into the game and get more flesh and blood happening down here. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's really exciting. Um. So those blitz decks are available this Friday. Yeah. So yeah. So Friday the seventh, I believe. Yep. Friday the seventh. Yeah. So they're available, and so is uh, Monarch Unlimited from <laughs> that day. So so yeah, un- unfortunately, Monarch First Edition has been delayed for New Zealand, which is yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It's it happens. It's a part of yeah. you know life. A little, um, little little bit sad, because. Oh, really excited for this set. Really excited. Really excited to crack packs, yep. but, you know. We're going to get some Unlimited instead, so. You know, it makes up for it. Um, I don't mind waiting for my, yeah. I don't have a problem. It'll come. It's, it'll it'll come. come. So, so yeah, but really looking forward to that. Yeah. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's basically the origin of us. There isn't. Yeah, that, that's how we got started. Uh, oh, along did. the period, uh, so after lockdown, we, you know, we got heavily into the game yeah. and then. Um, they did uh, started doing the road to net seasons. Yeah, so that's a that's a really big moment for us. So this was during, like sort of the first test of yeah. where our competitive so, skills were. Um, during that time, me and Nick were taking out most of the events. Yeah. Um, so it was either me second and Nick first, or Nick first and me second. Yeah. Um, and we were basically staying in each other's places yeah. just every night, um, every other night, just playing. Yeah. Lots. Stephen playing too. Um, and uh, we we heard rumors, uh, rumblings of a of a certain fella called Matt Rogers, <laughs> yeah, coming down to play. And at the time, we didn't we didn't know who Matt Rogers was yeah. really. And we were like, "Who's this Matt Rogers guy? He's gonna yeah. he's gonna come and challenge us." Yeah. So um, like, pre-leading to this, they did two road to Nets up in Auckland. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, Jacob had won the first yeah. one. Yep. Yeah, Jacob. No, I think Jacob won the second, right? Or did he win the first? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, I think Matt Rogers yeah. won the first one, and I was like, I don't even know who this Matt Rogers is at this point. I have yeah, no I idea who this know guy who is. Pearson was, um, but he's playing my deck, but he's playing it differently. And I was like, oh, I need to learn from this guy. This guy's yeah, this yeah. guy's just thinking different control. levels to me. Like, am control. I am, yeah. am I better than him, or is he better than me? And then, um, and then the next week we had uh, an uproaring, and Jacob beat him on dash, and, yeah. and they were both playing dash. And I was like, oh my god, what's going on here? And then it was announced that, you know, that we were next and they were coming down here and they weren't the only ones coming down here. And yeah. I was just, And you know, we were thinking, oh God, how are we going to, how are we going to beat these people? Yeah. We're playing so much. 
So, ended up being one of the best days of yeah. me playing this game ever. I think it's one of my favorite weekends, two days. Yeah. Um, so I was on Warrior. I'd been playing it for a while. I was on kind of like this go wide build with um, Scars, Life for Life, Nature's Path. Um, yeah. I wasn't on Nature's Path. I was on... Um, Warrior's Valor. Not, yeah, Warrior's Valors and Nine Chunts for the mirror because Warrior's quite popular. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a crazy dick. Um, but yeah, anyway, we were playing a whole bunch and really getting into the game competitively, trying to yeah. think deeper and also kind of training some of our local players up. Yeah. Um, and when they came down here for, for Road to Nets, it was a really exciting event with um, lots of people here. Yeah. I can't um, remember what round. I think, uh, so like, I managed to avoid them for like my first, second, and third round. And then I think in the third round, I yeah. pit against Jacob and... Yeah. Uh, he schooled me he like destroyed yeah. me and i was just felt felt defeated and i was like this guy's miles above me i'm like i'm terrible i need to yeah. i need to learn so i i sat down for the you know i played my next few rounds and they were just a bit easier matchups but um we get to yeah. the top eight and uh both me and dan made it into the top eight yeah so i actually played matt rogers early on swiss yeah and i lost um <laughs> i've still not beat the man yeah um but um yeah, I lost, but I felt like I learned so much from the game that I got yeah. more excited to play him again. Um, and this whole event was streamed. Yeah. So you can actually still watch these matches on this YouTube uh, channel. Yeah, on the YouTube Di- channel, yeah. Dice so Hour. if you're curious, you can watch how, how rough we were back then yeah, <laughs> the game. Yeah. But um, anyway, we both make it into top eight. I, I squeak in. I was eighth place. Um, and I play Nick Anderson. He was a really nice guy from Auckland. I managed to beat him, and then I lose to Matt Rogers in the semifinals. Yeah. So um, I. But that was a really yeah. exciting game. I felt I learned a lot from that as well. Yeah. I ended up playing a brute on my first top eight matchup, which at that point, um, death control just destroys brute. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't even a match. Smash was not a thing yet. Yeah. And it just death control destroyed it. Yeah. So this was still arcane rising meta. Um, so yeah, and I ended up beating this brute player, and then my next matchup, which was my semi-final matchup, was against Jacob, a rematch. So we yeah. both got our rematches, and uh, yeah, yeah, me and Jacob ended up it was going very tight. Very it was ended game, up, it was it? one one to two by the end of it, and we were both like forcing each other's cards out. And he yeah. just had uh, a little bit more life gain than me, so he ended up taking yeah, it. Yeah. But and I closed so much of a skill gap from our first game to that yeah. game. It was incredible to know how much I had learned, yeah, how much I'd yeah. taken away, and what I needed to improve on. Yeah. And he just taught me so many different things. Yeah, I felt this like was a really big learning moment for, for Flesh and Blood Dunedin in general. Yeah. It was the first time Dunedin had been able to play against some of the the superstars yeah. that have been at the calling and, you know, some some of the really, really best players in the world. Yeah. Um, so it was really exciting. Uh, and we got to have have drinks and, and dinner yeah, we, with we had drinks and dinners with these guys and uh we got to give them them on a more personal level and um we yeah. just sort of kicked it off really and then yeah. um you and know it, we decided to go to yeah, the double header weekend in wellington yeah, which they so, were both going to uh, yeah it really lit our fires for competitive play yeah um a lot of people were really excited so we we're grinding xp to to try and get to nationals all, all starry died yeah yeah um so we go to this wellington double header event um which we didn't perform so well at, but yeah, um, well, I mean, definitely learned a lot. First day was a bit rough. Um, 
We made some bold choices the night before. We weren't hungover, but we made some bold choices. Went out for a few drinks. Oh, we were, we're probably, probably a bit. <laughs> we, were, we were probably drunk, but uh, we weren't. We weren't terribly hungover for the next day. It just wasn't yeah. good, Drink- and, and just made for a long day. Um, Drinking before a tournament kind of becomes yeah. a bit of a theme for us, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to some of those four stories we'll to, later. We'll get to some of that um, in a bit. Yeah. So we ended up like playing. But, but yeah, um, playing, not doing too well, and you know we decided we'd have a quiet yeah. night for the next night, put in a little more uh, practice. I, th- I think for that event, although we didn't really yeah. perform so well, I think it really was about the friends yeah. we made along the way. Yeah, because we met so many people, we got to have, we got to talk, got to discover so many. We had dinner people. with, we went to winner winner chicken, <laughs> chicken dinner with a whole bunch of the group. Yeah, Karen, and it was just, Karen and um was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Gosh, his partner was there. Yeah. Um, I can't. I'm yeah. blanking on her name right now Ricky. for some reason. Yeah, Ricky. And yeah, and then Jacob and Matt came down, but they they were in top eight, so they came down. And they had to order their food, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then they had to run off because the food had taken too long. Yeah, so. and then I, I believe uh, Ricky actually took it down for them. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Nice of her. Um, yeah, so that was it was good food too, actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we get we get home that night, and uh, Dan's. Dan's feeling a bit under the pressure about Warrior. He wasn't feeling too confident going yeah, into the next so day with Warrior. Control Dash was really... Um, uh, oppressive a at really the time. Really oppressive. Um, and a very powerful deck. And I just didn't feel like Warrior could keep yeah. up. Um, you could do okay on on the deck. But I just felt like the whenever you played against Control Dash, you had this massive upst- um, upstart battle like a, quite uphill. Yeah. And... I wasn't really feeling very confident. The games that I had played against Dash that I had won the previous day were against um, quite unrefined lists. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, as soon as I get to the top tables against these Dash players that know what they really know what what they're doing, yeah. I'm not going to make it through. I know you beat some of those unrefined lists. Yeah, but you you know going into it that you'd versed my wasn't. list and you knew that you'd seen like me yeah. struggle against like Jacob and Matt. You knew yeah. that like I knew it was, it was only going to get a little bit harder. So I made the bold decision to join them. <laughs> so with uh, three games oh, yeah, under I, my belt previously, yeah. I decided to swap to Dash for the for the second header. I basically helped you put together this control desk list that, yeah. that, that was pretty much like mine. And I, you basically knew what I was doing already because you'd played, played against, against me so much. I played against it so many times. But and I basically just like refreshed yeah. you and like got you ready for it. And I then... Was, yeah, I almost made top eight there. I was... Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I ended up four two or something yeah um i just didn't quite make the cut i had a very close game against jacob on guardian um i had a high octane turn where if i drawed a single blue i would win yeah <laughs> um, off uh three draws um because it was a double high octane turn and um plus draws from the end yeah. of my last turn so didn't didn't quite make it um bad beats whatever um i ended up had a great time though yeah i ended up so yeah i ended up playing it and um you're not playing against uh, many on uh, or money on um, on Warrior, and I had a bad matchup on that. I made some terrible mistakes. Um, they're probably like looking back at of like I just smacked myself in the head for doing. But at that point, like you know, I only lost one matchup and I was going good. Uh, we went into the, the last round of Swiss, and I was sitting there. I was sitting at sixth seat, and I just yeah. needed like it was on the cusp of if. If I won or if I lost, yeah. I would still be in, right? Um, there was very few matchups where if I lost, I'd be out, and most of them were like set for me locking in, and we were pretty sure I locked was locked in. 
but then I got paired against someone uh, on uh, on Ninja who was a lot lower seated than me, and I didn't realize that they were a lot lower seated than me at that time. But Ninja is worlds at that point, currently in the um, triangle meta for beating Dash. Yeah, so the way the meta was at the time was that Dash would beat, beat Warrior, Warrior would beat Ninja, and Ninja, and Ninja would beat Dash. Dash. Um, and Ninja was a, re- a notoriously difficult matchup for Dash. Yeah. Um, notoriously difficult. It was, <laughs> By these it was just like, uh, no matter how much, uh, like, uh, same amount of pressure you applied, the ninja would just take it and then deal the same thing back. Yeah, right. Plus a couple the next turn, and you yeah, couldn't yeah. afford not to, not to stop it because yeah. it just uh, it blew out. So we go into this last matchup, and I'm already like, well, this is this is not good. And uh, basically, the match went the same way. Like, um, I got out my items very quick and just started dealing but damage. Just didn't quite but then he would just it. be like, oh, I take it all, and then next turn he'd start deal doing Jack, his like back. full combo lines, and I'd be like. Oh. Uh, I can't take all that, and then that just mean my turns were less, and then he'd just keep pressuring and pressuring, yeah, yeah. and there wasn't a point where I could go, oh, I'll just take a whole turn of that, and then I'll mm. come back. So yeah. I ended up losing that. Um, I have no hard feelings to him. He's a great guy. I, yeah, yeah, I, know, yeah. I know him personally. He's, he's a great guy. Um, but he ended up yeah, top eight, and it gets I, announced, and I'm not in the top ninth. eight. I got ninth. Oh, that's I got the, the oh. oof prize, which ended up being an extra pack, a booster pack. That's but, right. I remember. Oh, that Ninth, was, yeah, very, which was rough. very unfortunate. But yeah. Any, anyway, Wellington was really about the friends we made along yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we didn't have a single like bad game, like, um, re- in regards to the person we were playing. Yeah. I think like everyone was lovely, and we were kind of in love with the Flesh and Blood community, and we wanted wanted to do more, um, do more for the game. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so after that, the next tournament was Nelson. I think there was, I think there was one other one after that, and then it went to Nelson, and uh, we we drove up to Nelson. Yeah, so it was a, it was a long drive. And um, saying that, Stephen was so, a mad lad and drove it all. Yeah, mad lad drove both ways at all. But anyway, so the Nelson weekend one was on the release of Crucible weekend. Yeah, and to make the event even more interesting, Auckland was on lockdown. Yeah. So there were no Auckland players. players. This it event. was all going to be so South Island this, only. This was going to be the South Island Derby. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know we took it as a, an opportunity to strike, really. Good. Um, take our take our winnings and get to the top <laughs> as quick as we can. Exactly right. So we we drive up there, and it was a really awesome event. Yeah. Um, played at a bridge club. Yeah. Really great venue. Oh, let's speak to more the story of how we got up there. So we drive up to Christchurch the night before, uh, oh, the we, night before, and me a, and Stephen had pre-ordered uh, ten cases, 10 of, cases of, of Crucible, and we were just gonna smash beers and crack these cases the day before heading up for the final, or well, the day final day beforehand. Yeah, we yeah. like started heading up two days beforehand. Um, yeah, that's right. So we get to Christchurch on the, the Thursday night, and we just start. Cracking packs, and yep. by the end of it, we'd end up with uh, three shards. Yeah, that was nuts, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. One shiner, two twinnings, yep. uh, two tunics. So, uh, it was, yeah. it was, it was an amazing pull. It's one of the, the. Yeah, it was nuts. It was nuts. just crazy. We we're pretty sure we like because in ten cases, getting three the fables three three not... fables is just crazy. It's not not heard of. It's a you know an one for two right? cases, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And just, just for reference, Christchurch is about four hours from Dunedin. So we're, yeah, about, yeah. we're about the halfway point in our trip. Yeah, just under, just under. It's like just, five yeah, hours, five yeah, hours yeah. and a half to Nelson from there. So yeah, we, we drive up the rest of the way, we crash the night at our, uh, our stay, and um, yep. 
we in for the next day oh well no, no that night so i hadn't done any crucible tech building at that point because i'd been waiting on my cards to open them in that whereas yeah. dan however had been doing a little bit more research and he had put time and effort into building his deck so i made a brave decision that weekend and i played exactly what i had been playing already um i put warrior together with the new cards from crucible um hit and run yeah were good. well no i wasn't playing hit and run actually i was um, playing um spoils, spoils of, of war, war. Um, and just some of the good stuff. So I had been working on um, a kind of control warrior list. Basically, all it was meant to do was the deck folded to any other control list, but I didn't think they would be popular because the yeah. set had just come out. And I thought people would want to try something that wasn't Dash. Um, and I was largely right. Um, and aggro decks were super popular, and I built my deck to beat aggro. It was about pitching my reds, um, so that I would have a strong late game using Shunts and Tunic to take control of the mid game against Warrior Mirrors and using Remembrance on on Red Warriors of Valors just to win the late game super hard. Um, I wasn't doing anything fancy. Um, didn't have any Command and Conquers in my list. Didn't have any Strikes in my list. It was just Warrior all the way, baby. Um, yeah. And it, it worked. It really did. But yeah. But yeah. What was your build? Uh, so... Most of these guys went to bed that night and I ended up staying up because I couldn't decide on the list because I was in very, very fear of Arg Smash. Two heroes, yeah, you? I was stuck between uh, Dash, who'd be my main and I knew a good control list would, uh, mm -hmm. would do really well, but I knew Arg Smash being out there meant that I was going to have a lot more tough on Yeah, I was worried that I was just going to instant lose to these brute heroes and not make it far. Yeah. So I ended up putting some time and effort into a ninja list, which I hadn't played in much, but, you know, I knew how ninja worked pretty well, and it was an alright list. Going back to it, it was like, yeah. definitely some things I changed about it. Um, ended up using the Soul Beast line and the Leg Tap line largely and a little bit of the Surging line, yeah, yeah. just because it ended up being really consistent block threes, resource. Yeah. But anyway, I went in and... Um, my first matchup was against Brute. <laughs> so you were feeling pretty happy. I was like, oh, you God. Ninja? Yeah. Um, yeah. I ended up, unfortunately, knocking you out. Didn't yeah, I? so we ended up going to time. I'm pretty sure we had a five-minute extension due to uh, a mistake yeah, that had, happened in our matchup. We had a rules question. Um, so we had a five-minute extension. Yeah. Um, but we both ended up going to decking, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we were down to last cards, and I made, I made a serious misblock. From the two blows on my, yeah. my hand, and it ends up giving you enough to attack again. And yeah, and I had a blue that blocked for three, and a blue that blocked for two in my hand. And for some reason, it left my mind, and I blocked with the two instead of the blue uh, blue for three. Yeah, and that ended up you getting to activate bolters and attack again. Yeah, which was unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But we had a good game. Like it was, I, it was, it was very close. tight, tight, and close. We, yeah, mistakes were going to happen because we were unfamiliar with the cards. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah. But oh, you ended up making top eight again, and not yeah. only you made it top eight, one of the guys we came up with also made top eight as yeah, well, yeah. Kenny, so, Kenny Rogers. Um, Kenny Forrester. Kenny Forrester. Kenny Forrester. I, why am I thinking um, of Kenny Rogers? I'm just like, <laughs> ah, music. We've got another mate called Callum Rogers who, pl who plays with us a lot, so yeah. 
So that's they're both alike. They're very similar. <laughs> oh, no, they're gonna they're gonna watch this later. They're basically twins in my eyes. No, Kitty's gonna watch this and be like, uh huh. Cal's gonna watch this and be like, da da. <laughs> twins, quarter <laughs> twins. I'm gonna next time I see Callum, I'm gonna be Callum Forrester, yeah. and he's gonna be like, what? Yes. So my deck was working really well. I was playing against ninjas and warrior mirrors, and I just felt so comfortable. Yeah. That's where I've been, um, and I make it to the finals. Um, before this actually uh you pre-leading to this uh we've been watching for the side of um um what's his name right. jason, jason jason long from christchurch christchurch playing what is to be called a ninja turtle list yeah which is a very very block heavy deck with drones and that just da- kadashi kadashi something else. something else if he um, if he has and it i ended up matching against this and Pretty leading to this, you actually saw him play against another warrior player. Yeah, and just watching him get crushed. Yeah. Like the, 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 warrior the ninja was turtled up, n- knives out, just dishing out damage, and the warrior was just trying, trying to get something trying. through. And nothing, nothing. Nothing could get through. All the flip yeah. flakes, the unmovables. This was a go um, wide ninja uh, warrior as well, which. Yeah, so he, he would have had concerning. a better matchup versus it than I did because I was just go tall. Yeah. So um, I was really concerned. And anyway, I played this game. And I ended up taking out all my defense reactions, trying to go as aggressive as possible. And I play, start, start the game, I try to be as aggressive as possible, and it's just not working. Uh, I try to slow down the game, and that's not working either. I end up taking too much damage. And, yeah, um, I was just trying to work out this matchup in real time. And yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of a lost cause, honestly. Yeah. The, um, Watching it from the side, it was actually pretty pretty sad to watch. Yeah. It's just it, it, it like yeah. the match was you super one sided. Yeah, it was just super one sided, and it felt yeah. like there was no stress, but, no beads of sweat on Jason's head. Yeah, yeah. I do remember Jason. I, I decked, and then Jason suddenly realized that he was out of cards as well. That I was out of cards, so I think he was um, thinking the matchup was a bit harder than it really was. Yeah, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, congrats to him because yeah, he had the meta sorted. Like yeah. he he he'd also worked out that aggro is going to be popular, and just built the deck to beat be the tournament. Yeah. So, yeah, that, did very well. That was a that was a really great experience and an awesome time. We had many great meals and yeah, yeah. yeah. And that kind of carries us through to to today with, with nationals and the calling and yeah, that's kind of our competitive history, really. Yeah, yeah, just in yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're we're really keen competitive players, uh, and we're hoping in this podcast to give you some meta insight. Oh, um, Not too overly time. meta. We don't want to. Yeah. We don't want to uh, yeah. borrow ourselves deep into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we want to be try yeah, to be so, as light so as possible. The idea is that we want to be a podcast where people can watch casually and yeah. get it, but we're also going to have a little bit of a competitive element. So if yeah. you want to see what is happening in Dunedin competitively, what we're playing then this is the place to be. Yeah. So, yeah, really exciting stuff. Up and coming. Um, Should we get to our next section? Yeah, yeah. Um. So we've got um, the section that we've come up with um, that we're going to do every week. It's called Card of the Week, and we're going to talk about an, a card that excites us. So it might be an underused card or an interesting card or a card with new relevance to it. Uh, yeah. And this week, we've got Art of War. Yeah. So it's a Cool. So... Art of War is a yellow one cost instant, generic instant. Uh, It has a beautiful artwork, I might add. This is one of the great cards of artworks, in my opinion. But it has an effect of uh, you choose two modes from the card, and 
there are four modes on the cards and the, the modes read uh, attack actions you control gain plus one attack and plus one defense this turn the next one is the next attack action card you play this turn gains go again Mm-hmm. The third one uh, is until the end of the turn, you may defend with attack action cards from your arsenal. Yeah. And the fourth one, which is one most people generally use, is you may banish an attack action card from your hand, and if you do, draw two cards. So the reason we have chosen this card this week is it has some uh, some added relevance for the next for this current set from Monarch. Set. So yeah. the history of Art of War um, at the moment is it's been ma- mainly played in uh, Ninja decks. And seen some play in and right um, and yeah, brute combo decks. Yeah. Um, so the benefits of this card is that when you combine it with tunic or or free resource, is it allows you to get basically a five card hand and increase the power of your attack actions with yeah. the plus one ability, um, or give your attacks go again on impactful cards like command and conquer and such. Yeah. So, but what we never thought of was an upside was banishing an attack action card. Yeah. That's now an upside. With yeah, being able to banish cards from both Olivia and Kane that have blood debt yeah, exactly. and have added effects from when they get played from... So this card is just more upside. <laughs> yeah, so this card is... I I mean, I haven't really seen an increase in value. I would actually expect it to increase in value yeah. because of this. I think this card is going to be seeing a, a lot of play in those decks. Yeah. So especially with Chain, because you're going wide with a lot of cards that you're playing from your banish yeah. zone. you banishing three or four cards every turn well you get to banish a card from your hand that's going to have go again and or not yeah. go again but have a, be able to play and yeah. then you get to draw two and then you get to activate kane's effect of creating yeah. a soul shackle and then getting to play multiple cards exactly. uh, apologies for that it's all right um yeah so you get to banish an attack action which you're going to be able to play from your banish zone yeah. so it's it's not even really a downside it just reads draw two cards give you attack actions plus one uh, for one cost, which is insane, and that's not it. <laughs> like, um, this card does so much now; it's um, an instant, so it's even a combat. It's trait. also it's also a very very safe way to ensure that you don't die to blood debt during uh, Livia. Yep. So the blood debt in the cane works as a banishing cards. Well, we're not not. Yeah. Sorry. Hundred yeah, um, percent. So it banishes cards from the top of your deck. deck yeah. At the start of your turn. Whereas Livia banishes from the graveyard or, you know, ban- uh, banished from hand, yep. stops her blood debts going off. Yep. So, so there isn't so a current way to the, stop the blood debts from Kane, but there is one way to you, stop. You just play all the cards, right? Yeah. That's the idea. But with Livia, you can't really play many cards from your banished zone. Yeah. That's the idea. So you're hoping to banish, banish cards uh, from Banish a 6-plus attack and yeah. maybe your graveyard or your hand, and that turns her off for the turn. Yeah. And it can be a bit random because you have this ability that randomly banishes three cards yeah. from your graveyard and if your graveyard isn't fully set up this can be a problem if you end up yeah. having four or five arcane um unblockable damage yeah. at the end of your turn this is a card that really easily guaranteed stops you taking yeah. damage you put a six attack in your banish zone from this card blood debt's turned off and your attack has go again so you can come in come in with the club and yeah. you've just drawn just, two cards as well so you know yeah. you've got so something else to do as this, well this card is amazing you can um, even banish a card that can yeah. go again. Yeah. So, yeah, this this card is really cool. Um, definitely look into getting some Art of Wars for your Levia decks and your Chain decks. This is a Shadow All-Star. Um, and it will synergize well with Shadow Heroes in the yeah. future as well. Um, for the Light Heroes, I can actually see it being very good in Bolton as well. Ah, uh, yes. Very good for Bolton. I'm not... 
don't think you would see much play in Prism, I don't think it is. No, no, um, giving the card go again is pretty good, because her attacks are quite yeah. popular, but I don't think it's as good as Bolton. Yeah. So, Bolton's hero ability reads, if you give, uh, if a card is more attack than its printed value, um, so if you, say, give it plus one from Art of War, then you can activate its second ability, which gives it go again. Um, ah, but you have to have his, charge that turn. With his, with his light card um, yeah. ability. No, it's just... Um, no, it's, it, 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 both of them say if you've charged this turn, I'm pretty sure. No. no does it, Bol- wait, Bol- Bolton's, Bolton doesn't? Bolton has if it's the charged value, it gets plus one. Oh, yeah. And then... Sorry. Um, and then it says attacks reaction. If you have charged this turn... Yeah, sorry. So the first ability is if you've charged this turn... Um, they get plus one if they block yeah. an attack action. Yeah. The second ability is just it's remove base, a card from yeah. soul if, if it's higher base. So yeah. um, Art of War gives you the higher base attack without having to charge yeah. so that you can give your attacks a go again. And if, if you already have cards in your yeah. soul, yeah. And of course, yeah. we now know with the light equipment that he's going to be able to generate resource really easily because his ability lets you pitch light cards to get extra resource basically yeah well no that's um you know what you're thinking of is the vestures of soul which is yeah, yeah, the, the light legendary equipment for piece. both of the, yeah, the yeah. light classes yeah so, yeah again art of war synergizes really well with free energy so yeah just definitely a card to look out for that's our card of the week <laughs> yeah um so that brings us to our next thing um I'm actually going to drop some bombs on the people that are currently in this room and um, surprise some people. I have some (laughs) some information that I've been holding to myself for a couple of days now that um, a couple of people here down here in the south will know and maybe a couple of people up in Auckland will know and not many people outside of that. Um, So long been coming. I've been uh, basically selling, not selling myself fully out of flesh and blood, but selling extra cards to make a bit of cash on the side to help Help me buy a house. That's right. I mean, we're getting a fab house in Dunedin. And I got pre-approved just going into last week. And uh, two days ago, I put an offer. Well, not two days ago. The day before yesterday, yep. I put an offer. That is two days ago. I put an offer on a house and found out two hours after it that I've been accepted. And I'm now wow. now officially a homeowner thanks to Flesh and Blood. Congratulations. All right. Flesh and Blood has paid for me for a house, for a deposit yeah. on a house. Those um, alpha games. <laughs> those alpha games. So, and this has been a long dream coming to mind to get get a house. I'm yeah. pretty happy. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that I have to thank this community for it. And I, yeah. it's so just great. Hopefully all those yeah. those people that have been there. There'll be a, be a post coming out shortly and a few messages going out to some important people in the FAB community that have made this dream possible for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, it's really, great, really amazing, awesome. I'm really happy. Yeah, yeah definitely, um, yeah, really exciting thing that's happened that, you know, wouldn't yeah. really be possible um, without, not not in this amount of time. Yeah, without, without flesh, and blood. flesh and blood blowing up the way it has. Yeah, yeah. So it's incredible. The, the success of this game, um, we're so passionate about it um, and we want to keep making content yeah. for it. So if you're, if you guys are listening, um, and want to contribute, uh, the easiest way you can would be to give us some recommendations for a name. Yeah, so we don't have a name for this podcast, but we need a name for this podcast. <laughs> exactly. And we can't, can't for the life of us think of anything witty and punny that, uh, yeah. it, that is just what we want. Um, so we've decided that we might leave it up to you guys to put yeah. some suggestions into the comment section or send us a message, a private yeah. message. Um, 
and yeah. we'll we'll have a look at them next week all together yep and, and we'll, if there's we'll, one we we'll like there one. amongst it we'll pick it if not we'll go on to the next week and see if we can get more i mean well, well, I think we should probably try and get it. We'll try, try and get it next week. Uh, I but we'll see. We're quite picky. We'll so, We're quite picky, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're really excited to be doing this podcast. If you've got any feedback, let us know. Yeah, yeah. I'd be happy to hear any any comments yeah, or suggestions. Yeah. Anything um, you would like to see, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, um, or if you'd like to be on the podcast, just you know, give yeah. us a shout. You can message us at Daniel Real on Facebook, Nick Spence on Facebook, yeah. Facebook or Dice Jar Games. Yeah. Um, so... Um, we're about ready to sign off. Is there? Yeah, any, I just any want to words? say thank you, Dice Jar, for allowing yeah. us to be able to do this. Uh, it's yeah, all this great. equipment is sponsored by by Greg from Dice Jar, uh, so we're really thankful. Puts a lot of effort in outside the scenes that people don't see. Staying um, late when he's not open. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even open today, and he's here for us um, to provide yeah, us big, to let big, us do this. Big thanks for our stream manager. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so if you've made it this far, thank you for watching. Thank you, thank you. And <laughs> like and subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks Peace for out. tuning into the Fab Podcast. <laughs> the Fab Podcast. No. <laughs> Stop the name. Yeah.